Welcome to You Should Get a License, the number one source for anyone looking to learn about or join the most underrated opportunity in business today, a career in the insurance industry. Get educated, motivated, and inspired for your journey as you learn both how and why you should get a license. Welcome back. Welcome back once again to the You Should Get a License podcast, your number one source for information, education, inspiration on the most underrated career opportunity in business today. That is a career in financial services in the insurance industry. And today we have, we got a giant. We got a giant in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Look, this is someone who, you know, many, many people can really model a whole career afterwards. He he is a an award winning, uh, certified uh, financial fiduciary. We're gonna get into what that what that means. Uh, a member of the Million Dollar Roundtable. Uh, we're gonna get into the, into what that means. Uh, he is a, a, a multiple, you know, multiple uh, award winning million dollar producer, agency owner, uh, IMO co agency owner, technology CEO author, speaker, teacher, just an amazing individual, a true, true legend, you know, in our industry, uh, Mr. Douglas Eze. Douglas, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing wonderful. Hey, look, you know, when we were just uh, kind of getting ready here, I was showing, showing the book, Creating Generational right. Wealth, which is, which is a must read for, for anybody uh, in this industry, not just people in this industry, but just just anybody. Period. You know, just to get your your intellectual capital up to uh, get get your mind right when it when it comes to you know building that that legacy of generational wealth. And I know that it's something that you're incredibly passionate about and, and speak a lot about on your platforms. Um, before we kind of kind of dig in, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it back because here at, at you should get a license. What what we talk to is we speak to people who are looking to maybe get into this industry or are new in the industry, and they're exploring, you know, the different opportunities that may exist. So they may have had a conversation with someone, they may have not pulled the trigger, or maybe they're just getting started trying to figure out, you know, where they want to go. So I, I'd like to just take a moment and turn it over to you, and, and you can just share, you know, what your area of, of expertise is and, and what you are helping people and, and other agents with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, you know, being in this industry, when I first started 25 years ago, um, one thing that we continue to see even to today is the fact that there's not a lot of training, you know, in the industry. So when you get your license, you know, you're like pretty much in a lot of situation, you're on your own. And um, so what we do with our company, with American Classic, which is a company that I'm a part owner of, also have Lago Financial Services. But um, what we do is we just basically believe in training agents, teaching them the ropes so they understand how to really sit in front of a customer and close deals, right? And, and, and do it the correct way and help the client, um, be more productive and active in the fact of this 
wealth building scenario because everyone wants to create wealth or build wealth for their family or protect it for some reason. But the problem we've seen is there's not enough money left after everything else because they're already stretched out. So we yeah. teach our agents how to be what we call five-star agent. So they're able to cover everything when it comes to financial services, insurance, planning for the future, all that. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so really, uh, your agency with Largo Financial Services, you know, up in Maryland, and then you know ACA American Classic, uh, it's really a a, a focus on stra financial strategies that incorporate you know life insurance and, and life insurance carrier products, those types of products, right? So in that space. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Okay. No, wonderful. And I, I want to I want to ask you about this. This is something that that I wanted to to mention. Actually, you know, when we set the calendar nowadays on social media, right? You have you know a high influx of you know people speaking about you know financial literacy, financial education. A lot of the information coming in in, in like quick sound bites, right? So it's it's almost sounding like Oh, I can instantly do this, uh, and 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 all of a sudden I'm gonna I'm gonna be rich. I'm gonna have my own bank, you know, just like this. Um, can you share some insight on on what this what these processes look like in real life, not in the one minute clip on uh, TikTok or Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you know, everything is a process. Everything is time. You know, there's no. Um, secret sauce to just starting a business and all of a sudden boom you become wealthy you know you gotta pay the price you gotta get into the understand the business you know one thing i always hear people talk about oh you know don't work hard work smart you know oh i do this I, i'm able to streamline my business now let me teach you how to do the same thing so you could you know get a virtual assistant all this stuff sounds good but when you're not making any money, when you're broke, <laughs> how are you going to afford to do that, right? How can you afford to have all those things? It's so difficult to, to get into that world. You know, so one thing that we teach is making sure that people understand that, you know, it's not a matter of starting a business today. You got to pay the price. You got to do what it takes. So you understand what business that you're in. You know, um, I remember when I first got started, I was running upon running, going from one station metro, because I'm in the DC area, so we have a train station here. So I ride the train station from one end to the other, getting people to fill out surveys hmm. about college education planning, you know, stand in front of the metro and getting families as they come out and just talk to them about filling out a survey for their children's college. You know, doing those things. So you got to put in the hard work before the, then once you understand the hard work, then it's easier to keep it simple and, and, and break. But you got to go through the process or else somebody's going to take advantage of you, right? Because if you don't know what it is that you're doing, there's always somebody that's going to take advantage of you, tell you that, oh yeah, just come in, buy this course real quick and you're going to become a millionaire. You know, they become a millionaire on your back. You know, so be careful before you jump out there and all that stuff. You know, you gotta, there's no, there's no shortcuts in this industry. That's right. You know, especially in the financials, we're a regulated industry. 
you know so your licensing is very important unless you just want to lose your license then go ahead and, and do the the shady stuff out there but if you want to stay in this business a long term you know be become a student of the business absolutely become absolutely. a student of the business absolutely I, um friend of mine you know we had a conversation a couple weeks ago he said uh he said once once you get your license then you can start your education right <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it is true though because everything we learn in, in the class when we're studying to get our license sounds good but that doesn't teach you how to sell the product that's how right to understand the different product that different insurance companies have so it's your job your duty to understand it and and know it and know it because you know it not because your manager said so a lot of agents getting the they getting oh whatever my manager says what's going to be no you need to learn the business not because of what your company is saying if your company is pushing one product you need to see that they're pushing the product because of the profit for them right so those are the things we talk about see the the, the gems have already start started to be dropped you know don't just listen to your, your manager your upline you know get get it from the source be a student of the business be a student of the industry it's, it's already starting see i already knew i already knew this was going to be a good one i already knew this is going to be going so so you you're not only licensed you have um security you have your securities licensing and, and you're you're certified financial fiduciary what is what does that mean and what is the difference from that certification versus just being a licensed agent yeah, so <clears throat> I actually let my securities license go years ago. Okay. Because with my securities license, I couldn't get on, you know, XM radio, TV, and, and speak. Why? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's regulated. They want to monitor you and manage what you do and how you do it. So I didn't want to be controlled anymore because, you know, I'm from West Africa, Nigeria. I'm an Igbo guy. You know, I didn't come to this country um, in a boat or nothing. I voluntarily came so nobody can hold me hostage and I have to open up my mouth and talk, right? <laughs> so I, I let my securities license go because I just didn't want that control. Mm, you know, that's good to know. That's good. <clears throat> yeah. And so, but I did get my certification as a fiduciary because that's different. You know, a lot of people think just because you have a securities license means you're uh, a certified financial fiduciary. No, you're not. You just, you just have a, a, a securities license. That's just a registration. So we actually, I actually studied and took a test, took an exam, and went through the compliance and got a certification that says I'm a certified financial fiduciary because you got to get that. So, but I just did that because, <clears throat> you know, kind of set me apart from everybody else, you know, not just having the life insurance license, but also taking the step further so that the clients and the people that I'm working with, if they want to work with a certified financial fiduciary, uh, you know, I'll be that one, that person that they could do it with. Absolutely. And that and that kind of just creates a, yeah. a deeper level of, of trust too, because they know that, hey, you're someone who is going to be looking out, not really, not specifically for your interest, but for their best interest. Exactly. In that, in that, in that uh, certification. No, so I, I just wanted to, I, I, I said that, you know, in the introduction, but, you know, for the benefit of those who are listening, I just wanted to make sure that they understood, you know, what that designation, you know, really, really meant, you know. 
Um, so look, you know, you, you got a lot of accolades and, you know, when, when you walk into a room in this industry, people know who you are. If, if somebody checks out your social media, they, they know how you live in, they know what's going on. I want to, I want to go way back. You talked about, you know, coming from Nigeria. I'm 39% Nigerian, by the way. Awesome. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Right. You talked about coming from Nigeria. Um, take me back. Not nine years old, ten years old. You know, Douglas Izzy. What 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 were you dreaming about being when you grew up? Man, you know, <clears throat> growing up in Nigeria, you know, going to school and everything. But I've always wanted. You know, my dad was an entrepreneur. Actually, he was an entrepreneur on you know some businesses, transportation business, and. You know, I wanted to be, I knew I wasn't going to go to college. I just didn't, I knew it wasn't just cut out for me. And not because I didn't want to go, I did want to go. But in in Nigeria, going to college, you got to take this, this is an exam that you got to take, right? Mm. You know, final exam that is like, uh, it's a killer. Because Africa, studying Africa is different from studying here, right? You know, in Africa, you kind of, they don't tell you what, what the test is going to come out for. You know, the, the you have to study the whole book, memorize. Wow. People memorize. Like the practice exams or they don't know what's that. that, that <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. And you gotta memorize everything. You gotta memorize, bro. So it wasn't, you know, so it's a different bargain. So I knew I was like, man, and then after you do all that, then you go to college, then they, they go on strike. The professors go on strike because they ain't get paid yet. So I'm like, man, this is not for me, man. Yeah. So my whole dream and vision was to get to uh, America, man. Just, you know, looking at watching Soul Train and seeing all the brothers and sisters in there, getting it on, dancing, doing what they do. I'm like, man, I got to come to America. You're trying to get that Soul Train line. I, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So... So, you know, that was the motivation for me to just leave. And, you know, just seeing people come back from abroad and they, you know, I didn't care where they went, the, you know, Italy, wherever, just mm -hmm. see that they just have a different feel, you know. But when the when the people that come from America come back, the skin is different. It's not like the everybody else. You could come from Europe, you know, London, Belgium, whatever. But you know, when an American come back, the skin, especially the, the skin is different. It looks different. It's like silk. It's nice. It's nice. It's, all right. it's the well water. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. But no, I mean, but there's opportunity here, man, that um, if you just take your time and forget all the noise, that people are making out there, you know, and just focus, man, the sky is the beginning for you. Mm. 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 I like that. Sky, sky is the beginning. Yeah, man. I like that. I like that. So, so, so for you, when you were young, you were like, hey, you know, your dad is already entrepreneur. You knew you wanted to, you know, get to America. You, you kind of saw, you know, people, you know, coming back and, you know, there was, there was something that they had gained there. Uh, you, you you weren't going to do the college thing, you know, in Nigeria. What what was that like? What when did you come? When did you come to the states? And you know, kind of what was your what was your first experience, kind of coming to this country? 
Yeah, so I was I left Nigeria when I was 18 years old, just right after high school. So okay. I left high school, I left, I went to Canada first, lived in Canada for a little bit, but I was like, man, you know, I gotta get to the US. So mm -hmm. I came across the border, man, just like everyone else, illegal just sneaked in and came in, you know, <laughs> found my way in, one way or the other, we're coming in. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming in, you know, and I did, I mean, I got in, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm here now. So just, you know, doing odd jobs, doing paper routes and different things, and then got a job waiting table, I hope, you know, and back then things were a little bit easier. It was, it's not like today where it's a little bit tougher now, you know, to, to actually get something going or getting a social security card. Back in the day, you could just go to, a, you know, to the social security office and say, hey, I want to open up a bank account. And they give you, you get a social security number to go open up an account, you know, can't do that today you know? like that yeah so it was easier you know but today is different because the yeah. idiots messed up with september 11 they messed up everything for every <laughs> you know so but it's high security now and um makes it easier for 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 you to you know back then for for me it was easier but also it still was still tough because you you couldn't really do so much but um, I was at the I was I started as a boss boy, you know, at the back washing dishes and stuff like that, and you know just doing what I needed to do. And then you know they told me, hey, you know you should wait table and get some tips and stuff. Like, All right, cool. So I started doing that, and from there somebody gave me their business card to get into the financial service industry, and that's how I got introduced to the insurance business. And today it's just been you know it was the best decision ever. Yeah. And from there, I just took it and wanted to be different. I didn't want to be like every financial advisor in the industry. I knew there was something different. There was something else that is out there. So I said, you know what? I'm going to think outside the box and I'm going to study wealthy people and see how the wealthy operate. And I started studying wealthy families just to see what do they do different? How is it that somebody is 65, 70 years old is still driving a Lamborghini or a Cadillac, you know? I'm like, yeah, what did yeah. they do differently from the guy that is working within a uh, Walmart at age 65? The what Walmart, is, how old are you at this point? Now, how old are you at this point? About 24, 25. 24, okay, all right. You know, so that changed the game for me. That just helped a lot, just studying and researching and and then you should start seeking information, you know, the mentors start showing up, you know, and the first, mentor that I, I, I found was a, a gentleman that had a book that he wrote um, called, um, he had a website called Tax Secrets of the Wealthy. Mm -hmm. And um, I tapped into his website and found a book that he wrote called, and I paid $4,000 for that book. You know, I mean, the man called me at 10 o'clock at night one day and asked me, why did you purchase the book? Because he was going to send me back my money. Mm. But he said, you know, he said, um, what made you buy the book? I said, well, you said tax secrets of the wealthy. So I was interested. <laughs> I need to know what the, he said, but do you have money? I'm like, no, I don't have money. <laughs> you know, I could have, I don't have money like that. He said, because a lot of people that get this are ultra high network families, you know, family offices, they, they get his stuff because he's an attorney. He's a he's a licensed insurance agent. He's a real estate agent. I mean, the guy is well rounded. 
he just consult because he asked me how old I think he was. I say, sound like you're in your 60s. He said, no, I'm 75 years old. Hmm. You know, so he's since passed. We became, you know, friends as well as, um, you know, I went ahead and worked with him on, on sudden um, brought some clients to him because he worked with very, very successful people. So I had a very successful client that I brought to him. And that was my first time, you know, seeing how people on a high level operate, you know, and I got to see everything from the start to the finish, working with ultra wealthy families and what he did for them and all that stuff. And then, you know, it was a game changer. That was my first time making a huge amount of money in commission because we got to split the sale on the insurance side and then you know, because they did a lot of, they set up trust and a bunch of stuff, high level trust, not just a living trust. You know, that's the first person that taught me about there's a difference between an estate planning and wealth planning. Mm. Mm. Okay, tell us, tell us the difference here, because, you know, estate planning, wealth, if you can, in a, in, a, in a synopsis. So estate planning is just planning for estate. That's where you do the regular living trust, you know, those things. Okay. You know, a lot of people don't know the difference between, you know, a because there's first there's about 80 different types of trust. So just to keep it real simple, there's trust that just are good for probate avoidance to avoid probate. Right. They yeah. don't protect asset. And then there's trust that are asset protection trust and probate avoidance trust. Mm -hmm. So big difference. So when you really want to create wealth planning, which is why creating generation wealth is so important. When you want to do wealth planning, you want to get an asset protection and probate avoidance trust on the highest level and on the forensic level, because you want to keep everything, you want to keep your business separate from your personal, which a lot of people don't understand. So first, how do I own my business to make sure I could pass it on to my children without them worrying about gift tax estate tax and all this stuff well it's all about how you structured because at the end of the day your social security you as a human being you are an estate you know so that's just you that's why they do estate planning on you if mm -hmm. i want to do wealth planning it don't have to be me it's outside of me right it's wealth planning how do i protect that wealth how do i make sure that the wealth continues to grow forevermore right without while i'm dead and gone that's wealth planning not just the estate plan. Mm, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> now look, look. Um, so so I'm curious, you know, you 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 were in Canada, you came to the US, you're working at IHOP. Now, did you have any family in the States? <laughs> no, man. So just no, you. This is just me. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I have a documentary that just came out called The African Millionaires in America. African yeah. millionaires in America. So great documentary, you know, kind of shared a little bit and some things that people didn't know about me, how, you know, I slept in my car, you know, those things and woke up in the morning, go to a Motel 6 and take a shower, you know, and all that. So, you know, you just got to keep pushing. You know, I was, I was just happy to be in America. Everything else will work itself out. Wow. Wow, I'm, I'm I'm glad you 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 mentioned that because once again, you know, sometimes people see where where you are, like where you've gone to with 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 you know you and and with others, but they don't realize the journey along the way. 
you know, to really get to that point. So, so, so you're working at IHOP, uh, you, you, you meet someone there, they give you a card, says, Hey, look, you know, come get into this business. He says, says you should get a license, says you should get a license. Right. right. <laughs> and then, uh, you, you, you start, what was, how did you, how did you kind of get, get going? Like how you said, you saw the first commission, most money you'd ever made. What was, what was the first opportunity so you you bought the book for four thousand and then he decided he was going to work with you because you bought this book yeah yeah so that was like you know so when i first got started right um i was riding the metro from one end to the other with my manager the lady that um you know that introduced me to the business okay so when i went for the interview she told me you know you gotta get your license i said all right cool i'm gonna work to get that and she said, um, but in the meantime, let's go see some people. Do you have a, warm, a list of warm market? I said, no, I didn't have any warm market. I didn't have anyone here. She said, well, that's the only way we could see people because our business is about seeing the people. So I found a survey in the office that she showed me and I took that survey and I made more copies of it. And I started writing the Metro. I said, yeah. So I got about hundred of them filled out. And I called her, I said, hey, I got all these surveys. She was so excited and we called the list and we went and saw people and she, we closed everybody. She, Cause I just watched her close and just what, I just kept quiet. Cause I was a student learning, you know and she closed and she wrote a check for a thousand dollars with my name on it and showed it to me and said, but I can't give it to you cause you're not licensed. You need to get your license and you could cash this check. I'm like, what? I studied that night and went to take that test, man. And not get out. Yep, and I passed that test. I passed the exam the first time. Right? <laughs> passed that, and then you know, <clears throat> and um, so once I got that license, I just started. I went on some more appointments with her, so I could continue to learn. And then later on, I started doing appointments on my own. Started meeting people, but every time I met families, <clears throat> they want to save, they want to plan for the future, but they don't have no money. Yeah. You know, later on, I went and said, okay, I need to get securities license. I went and got my securities and studied and knocked that out, passed it, you know, got those licenses. Now I'm like, all right, now I'm a financial guy, you know, I'm in the investment world. So I started doing it. So all this time, you know, I'm 25, 26, 27, I'm making money, but I always have questions about wealthy people. How do they operate? How do they do stuff? Then as I continue, I say, man, there must be something else because this 401k ain't cutting it. Because there's a lot of people that don't have money to save. You can't be saving, you know, three hundred dollars towards your future. Yeah. You know, and then when I meet somebody, I want to do mutual fund. Oh yeah, you know, oh, I can only put away fifty dollars. I'm like, man, this, these people. I mean, how are you gonna retire? So I say, you know what? Let me step outside this box for a minute and figure this stuff out. Mm. How are the wealthy doing it? You know, especially when I met a, a lady that came to me and somebody, you know, she was 67 and she said she only had two more years and she's going to run out of money. And she's like, can you help me? Because, and I said, so what happened? She's like, she said, well, I'm a medical doctor. I used to, I had, um, I'm a, she does, she's a, she does surgeon, surgery for people, you know, and, but she got, she, she, she stopped working and she was going to run out of money. She said, I did everything right. I invested heavily in my 401k. I did all that, mm. but I'm drawing income now. 
and I'm going to run out of money. I'm like, wow, what does, what can I do? So that got me outside of, I said, you know, I, I got to think outside the box. I got to do something different. So I just started studying and researching wealthy people, how the wealthy operate. And that's how I ran into, you know, my, my mentor's website and, you know, older man, Jewish guy, you know, and, but he was open to sharing knowledge, but at the same time, he didn't share a lot. And even the book didn't have a lot of, you know, information in there. We just had enough stuff to get your mind thinking. Yeah. And then um, I went with his book. I went and set up my own because I didn't have a will or a trust back then, you know, but then I went and I met with an attorney to set mine up and I was asking the attorney questions about, you know, because I also had my corporation then, you know, and I was asking questions, you know, how do I create, have my um, trust on my business? Because it was in the book, you know, she's like, oh, you can't. I'm like, what do you mean you can't? Man, it says in the book. And, you know, I can't call the guy to ask the question because, right. he can, you know, he's a busy guy. He's not going to take my call because he could have put it in the book. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do something different. So once I got his book, I read it. And I saw, man, this guy right here. All right. So I called him. I said, listen, I have a client. One of my good friends was coming from Africa on the bunch of hotels. And I said, man, I have a you know friend coming. He's wealthy. You know, maybe you could help him. He said, all right, sure. Because, you know, when, one thing I always tell new agents is this. If you want to learn from the best, people that are making money, more money than you, bring them a client. You know, bring them somebody. Don't just sit around and, oh, I want to get information for free. They're busy. They're not, you know, they didn't make their world because, you know, they just sat around and just, you know, did, just did nothing. You know, bring a client and collaborate with them. You know, and that's how I got into the million dollar round table and all this stuff, right? Because I didn't mind splitting cases because I believe that's knowledge. That's like going to college, really. I mean, it is going to come paying for college classes, you know, by sitting in front of somebody that knows more than me. You know, knowledge that I would never get from it, just, you know, reading a book. You read a book all you want. But you got to get out there and do the practical, you right. know, and do right. things everybody can do. So that's how it worked out. All right. So <clears throat> you, you, so by this time, you had already started Largo Financial. You had, you had started your business. Mm -hmm. I want to listen. It, it's a, it's a phenomenal, you know, story, even up until that point. And, and really people, you know, you could have just said, okay, I'm just going to kind of stay in pocket right here. I don't really need to do anything else. I'm, I'm doing okay. But I want to kind of, I do want to kind of double back and just kind of peel back a little bit on what, what was the motivation? Cause this is kind of innovative um, and just really out of the box for you to go to the Metro and start getting numbers. Like what, how did you come up with that idea? Cause, cause I've never heard of anybody doing that. <laughs> so <laughs> that was just, I mean, it, it just, it's just kind of, there was a lot of ingenuity, you know, there. So, so what, what, what was the motivation for that? Man, I was hungry, man. I was hungry. That's the bottom line. And, you know, also when I saw the survey about college education, right. And I read it, it just had some bullet questions, you know, about sending your children to college, saving for your children's college, all this stuff, you know? So once I read that, 
you know, I was like, man, you know, I'm going to do something different. Let me go out because every parent wants their child to go to college, but they don't have the money to do it. So immediately I said, okay, if I take this survey and start talking to families, and all I did was, hey, my name is Douglas Aze. My company is doing a survey about college education planning for their kid, for you, for kids. You know, do you mind taking a few minutes and filling out this survey for me? And then they read it. They say, yeah, sure, we could do it. People are always willing to help. And you got to present yourself well. Don't look like, you know, I mean, talking to people about money, you got to look like, you know, like you're at least, I get a suit. I didn't have, I only had one suit that I wore all the time, you know, but it was nice suit. So, and I wore a suit that made me smile, you know, because there's some things you wear that you you feel like, man, I'm, I don't look good today. But you wear a suit that makes you feel like you're on top of the world. So you could talk to anybody. So that's what I did. And I'll go out and they, they're like, yeah, sure. Some people said, no, I'm not interested. I don't have any children. Some people say, yeah. And I also did it in grocery stores. You know, when I see mm -hmm. pe people with their children, I go up to them. I say, can you fill out this survey for me? And they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. I'll do it. And they fill it out. You just ask them, you know, if I could, one of the main questions, the real catch question was, if I could show you how to plan for your child's college, by you putting away anywhere from a dollar to $5 a day towards your child's college tuition, um, education. And would you, that be something you would like to do? And you could have X number of dollars saved for them. Between a dollar to $5, you know, a dollar a day, $30. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So I'm getting those premiums. Once they commit to it, that means I'm gonna get between a dollar to five dollars from this person. That's right. A day, you know. So that was the catch right there, and they say yes. So that becomes so they check off the box. Yes, they check off the box, and then they give me their phone number, their name, the best time to reach them, their address, and they list how many children they have. That's a oh, lead, right? Wow. So you're like, yeah, you know, let's do let's do five dollars times all three of those. You know. Thank you. <laughs> you know? So that became premium and then, but I didn't even know what I was doing anyway mm -hmm. until I showed it to my manager and she was like, whoa, all right, let's go. We got on the phone and we, I remember that they remember me because I was telling them exactly, hey, we made you fill out a survey, just following off with your body to check off the boxes and boom, we set up an appointment. It's interesting. You just, you just mentioned something. You said, hey, look, you know, I didn't even really know what I was doing, but you went out, you got all these surveys, 100 surveys, came back called them, had the, uh, had the, the appointments, ended up writing a bunch of business. I, I find that there's, there's a couple of, of types of people, you know, who, who, who enter this industry that you have the, you know, one type where, you know, they say, look, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'm going to at least, I'm just going to set these appointments. You know, I'm going to rely on my mentor, my trainer, you know, help, help me out with the conversations or, you know, I'm going to, you know, introduce them to you. You can talk to them about, you know, whatever we're doing on the business side. And then you have the other type of person that's like, well, wait, you know, I think I got to know everything. I feel like I need to know everything before I actually make a move. I don't want to set any appointments until, you know, I need to know every, every aspect. I need to know all the products, you know, I need to know exactly what to say. Um, now we know which one tends to work better. We, we know which one tends to work better, but I, I want you to share which one you think tends to work better in this business. Man, I, you know, I like the go-getter, the person yeah. that is going to go for it, you know, and just jump in and, and do it. 
you know, because there's a lot of agents that say, oh, I want to get it. I want to get on another track and go help my family members. I can go do this. And your family members are going to do business with you because mm. they don't they don't see you as the financial person. What you going to teach them? You broke still. You still broke. Just because you have your license don't mean you know this stuff. Bring an expert that has been doing it. Let them help with it. Of course, especially if that expert that you're hopefully you have a mentor that is not about just the money that's about helping people because there's a lot of you know shady people in this industry too yes. right so bring somebody that you've watched their character that you say okay this is somebody i could work with that has the best interest for my clients and you even become a client first mm. don't go write yourself up because a lot of agents oh i want to write my sack get my own commission that's you just you you're not going to learn nothing you know let somebody else my my manager back then was my agent that wrote me up you know and and wrote up my kids not because he never asked even as i grew in the business even one of my mentors that also my upline the business that introduced me i wrote my and i went to him i said listen you know write it sign it you know show i could have got the commission but no if I'm, i look at it like this if i'm not licensed and i'm looking to get business or start get a life insurance product or whatever the case might be somebody needs to write me up mm -hmm. all of a sudden because i'm licensed now I, I i give up that commit you know don't let the manager that introduced me to the business you know i want them to write it let them get the commission let them win that's i'm you know i'm supporting their business for the for them even introducing me to this business that's the way i see it True. you know and then i go out there and and because i believe i'm going to get other people there's millions of people out there so what's you know what's my little sale gonna do right so i go after all the people and, and let all you know and, and make my money that way you know what that, that was a, that was an important point you said you know letting your manager write your business that was a part of your education because if you wrote it what, what are you really learning what kind of strategy are you building whereas if if your manager, if your leader, your mentor, if they are helping you to put this in place, then what they're doing is they're showing you how to put it in place for somebody else. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you get to see how, and then you could ask questions. You know, how did you do it this way? Okay, why are we doing it this way? And then now I understand how the product is, even though I've seen them do it before. But I also want them to do it for me too, because I might do it and don't not build it correctly. And I've seen agents when they come on board my organization, they go write themselves up, you know, okay. And then a month or two months later, I'm doing a training and they say, Oh, I messed up. I really don't. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Can you review for me? I'm like, why well, I got a review for you? Mm. I'm like, you know, you had the opportunity. But that's the mentality. That's the scarcity mentality that most people have. Mm. You know, that's instead of abundance, is you know, uh, I, I, and I look at that like you know, look at this. This is a huge industry, huge. There's so much opportunity to make money in this business, but you got to be willing to learn. You got to be willing to you know put in the work and do it correctly. And if you do it right and you're willing you don't steal from people 
you know, because there's so many people that they constantly steal from folks and never, ever give credit to where they stole, where they got the idea from, right? You know, or they take your stuff and they go somewhere else and do business with it. And again, nothing wrong with that. But for me, what I've done, you know, especially when I meet people that I know, know, like there's another mentor I have. I mean, I buy his software. I use his software to do presentations and I go to his mastermind, you know, and I pay money. Why? Because I want to, now I've, he's given me the right to use his stuff yes. because I paid for it. You know, some people want to use your stuff without paying and you understand that, oh man, you know, even like the book you bought, right? You paid for that. Mm -hmm. Now that knowledge is, is out there for you to use all day, every day, right? But some people don't want to, they, some people go make copies. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Hey, look. <laughs> No, and, and, and not only did I did I did I buy the book, I read the book. That's right. <laughs> Another component as well, you know. Um, but yeah, no, no I, I think that's I think that's big. I, I was um funny, I was having another conversation earlier today. It seems like you're you're touching on some reoccurring themes that have just been coming up in conversations I've been having recently, whereas we were talking about, you know, what what is what is you know information and knowledge worth? You know, if if there mm. was someone who said, hey, I'm gonna spend my time with you to teach you everything that I know. In this example, we're saying, hey, somebody's charging $30,000 to you know, spend time as a, as a consultant. And um, you know, ho hopefully, you know, they would get something out of it. And hey, would it be worth it? And 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 you know, my vantage point was like, well, it's kind of it's kind of based on based on the value that's being brought, right? And if and if the knowledge can be applied, you know, for some results. And if somebody is sharing that knowledge and it can actually get you results, it can get you to where you want to go, then it's probably worth it. <laughs> it is worth it, hundred percent. You know, if the 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 information that you pay for, you know, is what it is that you're gonna get out of that. Yes. You know, unfortunately, what happens is so many people pay for stuff, and the person that they're just a good marketer because there's a difference you yes. know the two that are good at marketing they could sell you they could sell you water you know that or even air that you breathe they could sell it back to you mm -hmm. you'd be like man okay i just bought this not realizing that you know what they didn't even know what it was that they they and once you get in you realize i just bought air because that's what it is <laughs> Right. right. So you got to be careful who you, you choose to align yourself with, you know, everything that sounds good, that there's a lot of, you know, I always do this when people hit me up for something, for example, like, you know, like today people are hitting you up on Instagram. Oh, you know, I could help you become, you know, influencers. So you have more followers. Right. You know, the first thing I do, I go look at their page. Yeah. And see, all right, if you're this great guru, let me see how many people like your post. So you have 140,000 people. Yeah. Only 20 people are liking your post. Nobody's liking your post. Some, some, some's not. Some don't add it on, you know? Yeah. Or you're telling me you're a credit repair guru. And I said, okay, show me your, your, your credit report. Let me see. Oh, I can't show you my credit report. It's private. So what the hell? Why, I got to do business with you. You got to show me your credit. Let me see if you are, if you have the 800 score. 
you know, oh, you have 600. All right, when fix your credit and then come on, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So you just yeah. gotta be careful, you know, and because people will take advantage of you yeah. if you don't know any better. No, absolutely. That, that's that's true. So so for you, you know, as we, you know, kind of come into this phase of, of your career, you know, you you're at a point where you know, you've even taken on a co-ownership role, you know, of American Classic. How, how did how did that start? How did that kind of come about? Because because you don't just go from being a producer. Okay, I started my office, and now you know I co-own the agency. How, how how does how do you evolve into into that place? And then I want to go into talk about the technology and all the other stuff you're doing too. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, man. So you know, when I work with the the lady that got me into this industry. And then that company went out of the business because the owner just wasn't doing it correctly. So my mentor, she left the business. I actually wrote a behind the book, it was Lorraine. She, she left and then she called me one day and said, hey, you know, I have another company I want you to check out. So I left with her to this other company. Um, you know, I worked with that guy, you know, for a while. I learned a lot from him, but again, again, this industry, there's a lot of shady people. So he did his thing and I called my guy that does my medical exam. And I said, man, dude, do you know any company in this industry, anybody that is decent, that, you know, that, that, that if he says yes, is yes. If he says no, is no, that I could go work with. And he said, man, there's this, you know, outfit, you know, they're not big, they're a company called American Classic Agency. You need to check out the guy. You know, give me the guy's name, Mike. And I called Mike up. I said, Mike, man, I, you know, I got your name from um, a gentleman named Wilkie that does our exams. He's like, oh, okay. He said, come on for an interview. I said, all right, cool. So I went and we sat down and he showed me the company, the comp system, the program, the product. I'm like, wow, okay. I, I'm ready to go. And that's how I got in with American Classic. And I started working and I worked my way up and became top producer one and then built an agency underneath the company because they allow you to do that and you could brand yourself you don't have to have the name american classic you know so i built my brand lago financial and have agents in my organization and from there as we continue to grow number one was my business partner now anthony stewart he was if when i'm number one he's number two when i when he's number one i'm number two so we're going at it and um but eventually um the owner you know jerry policastro decided to retire mm. in the business he was older you know he's like you know he wants to spend time with his grandkids and all that so he made us an offer and um we bought the company from him you know he didn't want to sell it to an insurance company because they were interested in buying sure. so me and Anthony and a young, another, uh, his um, executive um, assistant, you know, Pam, she also, you know, was the three of us that purchased a company. And um, so it's been great. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think that, you know, yeah. what, what's really phenomenal about that is, you know, just stepping into that, you know, equity and that, that ownership position in an organization. It's, it's, it, frankly, I've, I've never, seen a black person that owned the IMO, you know, until I met you. Like, even when you said, even when you, when we were in DC and you said, I own the IMO, I'm like, what? 
You know, it is. I mean, you know, and because again, it's a, it's it's a, there's so many things you got to do to become an IMO. Yeah. You know? And for those of you that don't know what that is, an independent marketing organization. You know, it, it's a it's a different level from a GA and all the other stuff. You know, but in the independent world, it gives you you know a lot of leverage. But what we do, and one thing that we like about what Jerry's built with the company, because he never sold life insurance before. He wasn't an insurance agent like you and I. He actually worked for insurance companies and designed commission. He was like a consultant. And he designed commission products, reinsurance products for insurance companies. Mm. So it was very, very, so he understands the whole aspect of the business. So what he does for us that makes it, makes it unique is he protects the sales force, you know, and he believes in making sure that the sales force, they're the engine that's carrying the company. And he believes in profit sharing and all this stuff and the give back, the agents, let the agents be happy, they'll produce. Let the agents do, if the agents do well, leadership will be fine. He always believed that. And he always believed in making sure if he ever leaves, he wants the agents to own the company. You know, which is the same thing we have going on right now. You know, we're building the organization for the agents. That's why we're not looking to sell to anybody. You know, we've been approved by hedge funds to come. Oh, I know you're getting calls. I know you're getting calls. Of course. But we're going somewhere, we're doing something. Because if we sell it, then we lose control. Because then it becomes corporate. And we don't want, we're independent for a reason. You know, we, we don't want to be corporate controlled. We want to stay independent. We want to be able to still serve the communities that we want to serve, which is the middle income America, that they're underserved. And one thing that we do is we help families get out of debt in less than nine years using casual life insurance. And we have a relationship with a, a, a software company and an insurance company that allows us to marry the two together so we're able to mimic you know and pay off and use the life insurance as a line of credit to pay off debt so people are paying off their debt without using their money to do it without making extra payment and all the other stuff that we've been told to do you know because a lot of times when you think about oh you got to make extra payment on your debt you got to do all this but that's wealth that you're transferring away to somebody right. else. Right. So just with a little tweaking and adjustment with the salt so- with the software, then you can say, okay, well, if you allocate this over here, boom, you got your life insurance policies being funded. Just pull this cash value, boom, keep chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. That's as I think that's that is um, really innovative, you know, nowadays because we do have have technology that can be utilized. Right. Um, and to pair and to pair it up, you know, with life insurance, it's uh, I've I've seen it done in 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 like a mortgage capacity before, uh, in a, something similar. So I think it's I, I just think that's that definitely is the wave of the wave of the future, you know, because yeah. it, it's right there. It kind of puts the it puts the control in the client's hands to to know exactly where they need to be, and it's not because it's something that you know you you recommend or we're saying. It's like, look, here it is. Right. The, the system is telling you what you need to do. Yeah, I mean, it makes it easy to prospect because when you think about it, everybody has debt. Everyone has some form of debt. So, student loans out here. You know. 
student loans, credit card debt, financing the card debt, all that. You know, because one thing I always talk about is every dollar you earn, 34% of your dollar goes to interest rate. 34%. Then 40% goes to taxes. So between the government and the banks, that's 74% of your wealth that's gone. So we have to find ways. Instead of telling our clients, you need to cut down on your lifestyle. You need to start eating ramen noodles. You need to start, you stop drinking Starbucks coffee and you do that math for them. Oh, you know, for every dollar, you spend $5 a day on Starbucks coffee, you could be doing this. It doesn't matter how much they cut down their coffee. If you don't address the places that they're losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily, you will never help them. Mm. You know, you will never help them because at the end of the day, if you have a, you know, one thing I teach, is this money is like water if you put water in a cup and you sit it there it's going to tell you listen what, what am i doing in this cup i'm water i'm powerful are you going to drink me or are you going to just let me sit here mm. if you ignore what he's saying to you guess what the water is going to start doing starts evaporating yeah after months yet the more you're not going to see any water there if there's a small hole in that cup you fill it up it's going to drain. You go back, man, where's my water? It's gone. Because there's a hole that is draining out all that water. Same thing with your money. Money doesn't like sitting around doing nothing. Either you're spending money or saving money. So when that comes, the question, the money say, okay, what do you want to do with me? Because somebody else is going to use me. You need to make a decision. So what are the holes in your financial bucket? Yeah. What is the, where are the holes? You know, taxes. That's the hole in your financial bucket you know, um, interest rate on debt. That's a hole in your financial bucket. Interest that you're earning in your savings account. That's a hole in your financial bucket. Because where do most financial advisors tell people to put their money in? For emergency savings, where you put it? In a savings account, their local bank. Six months, 12 months, your hard-end money, they tell you to go put it in a bank. In that, that whopping point zero one percent Right, <laughs> so you're already losing money yeah. going in. So there's all this risk factor that affects your money that nobody ever talks about. So my job is to plug the financial holes first, plug the holes. And that's what we teach our financial advisors and say, listen, teach your clients how to plug the financial holes. So they, once it's plugged, you cannot fill up their financial bucket. Love it. Love it. So, so you, you, you built, you built the company, you, you, you've, you've educated, you, you, you've won awards, you've been top entrepreneur, you've been million dollar roundtable, you've been top financial advisor, like you, you, you've had all the accolades. Um, you've written the, you, you've written the book. What, what's, what keeps you motivated now? Like what's, what's keeping, what's, what's, what's driving you to, to keep doing this, keep moving forward? Yeah, man. I mean, right now with the new position as the owner of American Classic, you know, the goal now is to take the company to a whole new level, you know, because now we have, we, we're agents that now own the IMO. We're not just, we, you know, we didn't just boom, start, you know, we, we've been, we understand what our agents are going through. So we're looking to build it and take it to a whole new level and also inspire other minority agents that are coming on board, right? Because again, you know, we want to change the way this industry 
is looked upon at, especially for our folks. We have a lot more people in our community that need our help, you know? I mean, that need somebody like that looks like you and I to advise them properly, yes. to tell them about cash value life insurance, to tell them about term insurance, so they understand all aspects of life insurance, not just one. Unfortunately, for so many insurance agents, they just focus on one product. You know, it might be whole life and they call it, oh, this is the best whole life since life bread. Or the ones that sell just term insurance, this is the best term since, and then the ones that sell IUL today, oh, this is the best thing. And all three of them are selling the same thing from three different companies. Mm -hmm. uh, each of those companies have all those products. See, that's one right. first thing to myself. I said, wait a minute. If I'm saying this is the only product that's good, why does that company have this other two product? The obviously insurance company are manufacturing companies. Mm -hmm. They manufacture product. They're like a car manufacturing company. And then they have different dealerships that they ship the products to. Mm -hmm. And whatever the dealership want to do, it don't matter to the manufacturer. Right, right. And we got them all, but you sell this one? Go ahead. That's all you're doing. That's all you do sell. Yeah. You know, but they manufacture whatever product you want, we got it. You want a, a Mercedes, um, you know, truck, we got it for you. Right. You want this, we build it for you. So they do all that. So at the end of the day, that's the same thing with insurance company. They're a manufacturing company. They manufacture product, and that's what they do. Mm. So, you know, taking it from from that standpoint, you know, even understanding the the varieties and 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 I really admire like your approach, even to to your business and your agents. Hey, it's, it's agency owned. It's it's really you know client focused. You know, as far as you know the needs and, and finding not just one particular thing, but hey, it's the right thing for that person in their application. Um, the book, now the book, at what point did the book come about? Because this kind of speaks to to some of those concepts too. So when, when when did you write the book? I mean, I know a year, but you know, at what point, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah, so I wrote it, um, I started writing the book about 2013 okay. and then finished in 2014 you know and um you know yeah so it was just yeah and i wanted to have something that um you know puts it because that puts me as an authority in the conversation yeah and as you can see i also copyrighted that that word over there that creating generational wealth is copyrighted this is your so so nobody else can say create generational wealth i mean they could I see, say he does it you do have the the little symbol the symbol right <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you got trademark you go. stuff, you know, you got, you know, you have an idea, trademark it. There you go. No, no, absolutely. So, so the, the book is there, then the, the technology firm. So now you, you, you've been branching outside of just the financial services space now as well. Can you speak a little bit about that? Just how these opportunities create other opportunities? Cause you got some real estate stuff too. You got, yes, got a lot, lot going on. So yeah, so you know, I've been blessed with this industry to be able to, you know, save well in life insurance. That's where I put my money. I save all my money in life insurance. You know, I have about 16 policies as of today. I put a lot of money in life insurance. And so those money they say, and one thing I teach is you save first and invest. 
later. You know, you don't just jump and invest. You save first and invest later so that you take your time. And every level of money has different opportunities. $1,000 has an $1,000 opportunity. $5,000, $10,000. The key is you keep adding money to your savings until the right opportunity presents itself. Now you could tap into it. You know, if an opportunity presents itself for hundred thousand, you have the money. You invest. If it does, if you don't, if it if it presents itself and you don't have a hundred thousand, then you got to find an opportunity that you can invest in. And it doesn't matter what it is. At the end of the day, as long as you believe in it and it's something that you know can work. For example, real estate. I don't like to be a landlord, so I go through real estate in a different way. I wait for opportunities to present themselves where someone might not be able to afford an investment property that they bought. Then I jump in and take it over and they walk away because they want to keep their credit right, but they run out of money. Then we take it over, pay off the hard money lender. And now we own those deals. We might have to do some little work on it, but I didn't have to go through the headache in the beginning yeah there's always going to be opportunities that's going to present themselves so now i mean i also have a technology company you know where we do um tracking device we track cars fleets um business to business personal to person and what makes it unique is first i met the guy from a trip i was traveling i went to cameroon and i met a, a young man that designed the, the software himself he's a coder and he said, he showed me the technology. I'm like, wait a minute. This stuff, he said, yeah. He said, if they steal your car right now, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'll call the police. He said, what if I could show you a way that you just send a text message to your car and your car will text you back and you could immobilize the car. It'll start mm -hmm. going from 90 miles an hour, 80 miles, 70. I'm like, what? He said, yeah. He said, that's what he has. And he's been featured on CNN and BBC already showing his technology and then the next thing he said to me he said well um i'm also connected to satellite system so I will, you know I, I could find a car right now in like 20 countries in africa i'm like wow so i said so what do you want he said well he he doesn't know anything about marketing you know business just needs money and i said well you know i'm down i kind of know a little bit about marketing i know business and I got money, so let's jump on. And then we became partners, 50-50 partners. And then I brought the company and rebranded it. And now we're here in the US as well. So now we're able to find cars in 99% of the world, not just 20% wow. of Africa, the world now. Wow, yeah. and what's the name of the technology? It's called Camway.tech, Camway, K-A-M-W-E, Camway.tech. Yeah, you know? no, it really is. It is phenomenal. I remember you sharing something about it. And I remember, and I was looking at the website. I'm like, this is, this is kind of innovative. You know, it's something that you would think should be in just every vehicle, like right out of the factory. Right. And, you know, <laughs> and that's our vision. That's our goal, you know, because um, we actually had a deal that we we're about to close, um, but it didn't work out because, you know, the, the president of Nissan was having issues. <laughs> <laughs> He was having issues, so he had to get out or something. Yeah. So that that had to slow down for me because they wanted us to be an OEM for an electric car 
that they were looking to build truck, electric truck. Was that was that a couple of years ago? Was that in the last couple of years? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it was. Yeah, okay, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> right. <Okay>. So, <laughs> so you know, but we keep pushing and keep moving forward. You know, so right now we're doing some amazing things. We're working. We have just and everything. You know, one thing I always believe is, when it's God's time, it's God's time. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. so we needed time to tighten up some things anyway with the yeah. technology, you know, before we jump out there. So, and everything is tight. So now we have clients with South Africa. We have clients in different, in Nigeria, different places that is using our technology. We just signed a three-year contract with a big trucking company in South Africa. So we're excited about that. You so, know, yeah. it's huge, man. So we're coming, you know, everything's baby steps. What, what's the, what's the end goal? For you, like what, when it's all said and done, you know, what was what's Doug Ezzy's legacy? Man, you know, I mean, it, it, it has different folds because one is to always where people would say, man, you know, I met that guy. I knew him and he did this. He did this. He changed my life or whatever, you know, whatever it is. But it's always going to be positive because at the end, it's not just for me. That I'm doing it for is for my children's children. Yeah. So wherever they show up in life, somebody sees them and they give my name, they'll know, they'll say, wow, okay, yeah. And they open doors for them and give them opportunity. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It says, uh, I remember um, I heard Ice Cube say, quote, you know, it's, it's not about what you do that's great, it's about how many people you help become great. Exactly. You know, and you're de definitely doing it. Hey, look, so for anybody that wants to, get in contact with you. They want to reach out to Douglas Eze um, and, and the real Douglas Eze, because if you're on social media, let me tell you, it's a lot of people pretending to be you. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, but you know, what are you going to do? So for me, uh, the social media you see on Instagram is I am Douglas Eze. There's no course. So there's not just I am Douglas Eze because I was the first that wrote that put it out there, right? So everybody else is 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 not real. So don't don't tap in. Don't I don't sell Bitcoin. You know I'm not going to DM you to buy Bitcoin or nothing. But <laughs> I'm Douglas Aze is on on IG, and then I also have the course that I I you know I don't promote it. It's just there for people that hit me up that might not be a part of my organization that just want to learn. And it's for insurance course. Like I kind of share a lot in there. It's the website is cashvalueking.org cashvalueking.org. Oh, I would have it displayed at the bottom of the screen yeah. as well. Yeah. And if somebody does, look, if they do want to get with American Classic Agency, they want to study with you, they want that mentorship, or they want to learn from somebody on your team, how do they reach out to American Classic as well? Yeah, very simple. We don't charge any fees to join. We do a lot of training. We actually provide a lot of opportunity, pay bonuses every month on submitted business. We're the only agency in the country that pay bonuses on submitted business because we believe in submitted business. Submitted business. Not an issue business, but Not submitted issue. business. <laughs> yes. You know, so you you and then we pay bonuses every quarter on paid business and mm -hmm. annual bonus on paid business. Why is that? Well, because we believe in persistency and placement. So we teach our agents, don't just throw it against the wall to see if it fits because you're hurting the client, you know, process the case, do it correctly and let it get placed. And if it get placed, you get a bonus at the end of the year, you get a bonus every quarter. 
throughout the year. So, and then we give profit sharing for the people that help us build the organization too. Mm -hmm. So, but person, if you're interested in in taking us out, www.aclassic.com, aclassic.com, aclassic.com. And any any closing words for anybody who might be on the fence thinking about joining this business, anybody who's new to this business, you know, what, you know, maybe maybe even just a summarization of, of of your life before having a license versus not having versus after having a license uh, that you could share with somebody who, who who may be thinking about coming into this space. Yeah, so you know, this is a this is one of the um, the best industries to be in, and the reason is one you get to learn about money and help families, you know, protect their money and help them change their legacy and also help them, you know, if something happens, change their zip code. You know, this industry controls 75% of the wealth in America. Thank you. Financial service industry. It's, one, it's, not, it's not a, you know, you're not gonna get, um, um, glamorized and they're not going to put you on in front of Forbes or nothing, you know, they're not going, but guess what? The families are going to thank you when you bring that check, you know, and one thing that we're teaching our agents to do is teach them how to do, make sure that families have proper coverage, million dollars. Cause not a lot of folks, especially in the African-American community have a million dollars of life insurance, you know, uh, I mean, it, it's so sad because when somebody dies, their family gets a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand. What you know sounds good, it's good, but that money's going to be gone pretty oh, fast. Mm -hmm. You know, so we teach how to even go a step further. You know, making sure you also. I do what they call family planning meetings with my clients, where they, you know, I encourage them to bring their kids and let's talk. You know, and show them, especially the ones that we set up you know, different um, structures for to create and keep that wealth in the family. Because families don't talk about money to each other. You know, in fact, you see husbands and wife hiding money from each other. But when you die, all that stuff is gonna come to light anyway. So why are you hiding it? You know, your children don't know what's going on, your finances. When you die now and then they're struggling, trying to figure it out. And then by the time they figure it out, it's too late because somebody, all the sharks have taken it from them. You know, so teach them now, let them know. Like my kids know what's going on. They know what type of trust I have. They know who the successor trustee is. They know all those things. They know what that means too. And they know what role they playing because everybody has a role to play to get in this easy family wealth. You know, because yeah. you ain't playing your role. Sorry, you know, <laughs> I don't, you know, because when I'm gone, I'm gone. Meaning the rules are already created. So yes. if they tell you that, hey, you know, you're just getting the salary, but you have no say so in the family business, that's because we didn't see you bringing any value to the family legacy. Mm. You just pay your salaries to stay away. Mm. Go do your stuff and that's it. You, but you're not a part of the family legacy. And it's okay. I don't, I'm not, I don't feel bad about it. I'm good with that. Hey. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how you create generational wealth, right? <laughs> you need no, you need to add value to the legacy. No, it, it's wonderful. I love it. Actually, it gave me an idea for my son. I got four sons. I'm like, yeah, they gotta bring some value to this. Yeah, you gotta keep. You gotta. Everybody has that <laughs> they're playing. They're That's employees right. right now, employees of the family business. Mm. 
You're the president, the wives, the vice president, the children, yeah. and employees. You know, we we do say that. We say, I, I say, well, I'm the CEO of the house, you the CEO. You just yeah. see, uh, you operations are right. you keep it in charge. But um, yeah, and, and my boys, you know, they are great. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, y'all, this is this is this is a conversation that we that we have to have to make sure that they know that right. they have a responsibility uh, as well to to get you know what's what's coming to them. So look, Douglas, I thank you so much, you know, for taking the time um, this evening. And we will make sure that you know your, your information is, is is definitely put out there through our platforms, uh, so that individuals can communicate. I, I I just have a feeling that this is not going to be the last time that we talk on this platform. I know it won't be the last time we talk in general, but definitely won't be the last time we talk on this platform either. And um, for those that are listening, maybe you were inspired this evening. You you had to be, you, you had to be. I mean, my, my man came here with no family, went to the metro collected a hundred, came back, built the business, grew as an agent, grew as an agent, built a team, opened a firm, bought the IMO, went to real estate, bought a technology company. I mean, come on, come on. Who, who you know doing it better? Who, who you know doing it better? Maybe you heard something that, that, that sparked your interest, motivated you and made you say to yourself, hmm, you should get a license. I, I, I would say so. Until next time, have a good one.